Ladies and gentlemen, how are you? Welcome to episode 18 of Grifshan Talks Movies. We're here to talk about a film that's currently taking the world by storm. A film that I did see over a week ago. Unfortunately, I did feel the need to uh, sit on this one for a little bit, just to digest the movie that it was and to uh, think about it and get my uh, opinion in order before I put out my review. It is a film that a lot of people seem to be loving and a few other people seem to have a few issues with and uh, I don't know a few people who also don't like it at all. Um, so yeah, The Batman obviously is finally out in cinemas. The Robert Pattinson starring Batman film, the first solo Batman film in 10 years since The Dark Knight Rises, unless you count the Lego Batman movie, which I wouldn't. And... This is a film that is a very well-made movie. It's very entertaining. Robert Pattinson is a fantastic Batman. First and foremost, he really is great. He has been an exceptional actor for years and years. And I think finally now with this film, people will stop uh, giving him shit for Twilight because... He's a great actor, and this movie just proved that. I was excited to see him as Batman, and he definitely did a great job as Batman in this movie. However, the film, The Batman, I do stand by. It's a very well-made film, very exceptionally-looking movie. Uh, it's very well-made, looks great, has a great cast, led by Robert Pattinson. However, I have to tell you, I think you're crazy if you think this movie is better than The Dark Knight which a lot of people have been saying, and yeah, it's taken me a week to uh, get my uh, thoughts out there, but I will say it's a great movie. I, do, I did enjoy The Batman, but it is just not on the same level as The Dark Knight, nor Batman Begins, nor The Dark Knight Rises. So we'll get into it. Uh, welcome to the latest episode. We're talking about The Batman, and yeah. This movie's everywhere at the moment. Uh, you can't go through social media anywhere, Instagram, Facebook, without it popping up everywhere. Uh, a lot of people talking about it. Some people claiming it's the greatest superhero movie of all time. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I'd say The Dark Knight still is. Also, movies like Spider-Man 2, uh, Logan, uh, a couple of the X-Men movies I'd put up above this. It is still a very well-made movie. We will get into it. Uh, Rob Pattinson. Good Batman, Zoe Kravitz is good, very good as Catwoman. Uh, Paul Dano is the Riddler in this one. He's pretty good. My favourite of all the villains, aside from, sorry, all the characters in the film, aside from Robert Pattinson as Batman, was Colin Farrell as the Penguin. So, yeah, let's get into it, guys. I'm Batman. As some people may know, this film did start out as a Ben Affleck Batman movie. It was going to be his first solo outing as the character in his own feature film, which he was also going to direct, star in, and produce. Um, I think the backlash of how disappointing Batman vs. Superman and the Suicide Squad, the original 2016 Suicide Squad, were that uh, also Justice League, the terrible fucking 
piece of shit that was. I think those movies and the way they performed uh, sort of, you know, disheartened Ben Affleck into not wanting to do the role anymore. He did um, step down from directing and then he was still going to be in the film as Batman. And then it later just turned into, nah, I'm not going to be in this movie at all. And so the director that they got on board to replace Ben Affleck when it was still a Ben Affleck movie, Matt Reeves, uh, he's like, well, I'm still going to stay on. And so what they did was they retooled the solo Ben Affleck Batman movie into a straight reboot of the franchise, and then they cast Robert Pattinson in the role. This movie was supposed to come out in 2021, so obviously COVID delays and whatnot. It's finally here, which is good. Uh, it's in March. Normally these sorts of movies don't release so early in the year. But it's exciting. There's a new Batman film to go see, you know. Encourage people to go to the cinema again and watch this on the big screen because it definitely is a movie that needs to be seen on the big screen 100%. It just looks outstanding in every way possible. The cinematography on this one is done by an Aussie. And his name, you might know who he is. His name is Greg Fraser. He's an Aussie cinematographer. and he or He's recently done Dune but also Rogue One, the Star Wars film. And this movie has a beautiful score by Michael Giacchino, which is very good and very unique. You would have seen it in all the trailers, uh, all the advertising material. And it definitely make, it's played the score uh, as it is, is its own character in the film, as is the beautiful cinematography that brings us a new version of Gotham City, which looks and feels like its own character, which is very good because Gotham City was always that in the previous um, interpretations of Batman, especially in the comic books, which is good to see in this one. And unlike the previous films, including even including the Nolan movies, uh, they didn't just use Chicago or New York or, you know, they kind of, well, they made it look more, more like its own realistic uh, city as opposed to a city that you know already, if that makes sense. And, yeah, so the Batman... Interesting title, I thought, you know, could have been called something else, maybe the Caped Crusader or whatnot. It's kind of the same as they did with last year's Suicide Squad, just add a the to the title and uh, expect people to think it's the same thing but a new thing, but who knows. But this is definitely a reboot. It's set in Batman's second year of crime fighting, uh, and he's, in this movie, he is a reclusive billionaire, obviously, Bruce Wayne. Uh, he's been operating for two years as Batman, and he's investigating the uh, Gotham City Police Department in this one, you know, trying to uncover corruption, working alongside James Gordon in this one, played by the great Jeffrey Wright. The Riddler is leaving messages for Batman personally to uncover. So obviously the criminals in Gotham City know who Batman is. They know his presence. They know he's something not someone to fuck with, but a couple people want to fuck with him and, uh, you know, just cause him a bit of problems and uh, kill people and whatnot. So Batman's on the case. There's people getting killed by the Riddler and the Riddler's leaving him clues to try and figure it out. So Batman teams up with Gordon and he uses his detective skills to uncover what's going on in the world in this in this film, uh, which is cool because this is like the first Batman movie that we actually see Batman using his detective skills. He is described as the world's greatest detective, so it's cool to see him detecting stuff and you know coming up with uh, like um, solutions to the clues. Although we'll get into it later, but they kind of set up a tone in the first I don't know half an hour of this movie that the rest of the movie doesn't really follow. So he sets up all the interesting 
you know, he's solving all the crimes, which they set up, well, you know, the riddles, sorry. And he gets towards the end and he just forgets that that's a thing that he does. He just, he kind of just turns into a cliche uh, comic book movie towards the end, more in line with what Marvel's doing at the moment. But before that, the first half's pretty good. Um, not to say the second half of the movie is terrible. It's not. There's just a few things in the movie that I didn't really enjoy, had a few problems with. Uh, yeah, so we'll get into that. But this film has an A-list cast, uh, as do most of the Batman films. This one's got Zoe Kravitz, Paul Dano, Jeffrey Wright, even John Turturro, Peter Sarsgaard, Andy Serkis is in this as Alfred. And Colin Farrell is absolutely 100% unrecognizable. Aside from a couple lines where you see him slip out, he plays the Penguin, Oswald Cobblebolt. And it's it's a like it's a it's a movie. You know, it's about corruption in Gotham City. Batman's on the case. He's solving the murders, and then it's like you know this is bigger than you think. Uh, and it's a different type of Batman that we've seen before. Although there are similar things to the Nolan films, uh, the corruption in Gotham City being one of them. And a couple characters, you know, a little similar. Obviously, you know, you've got Alfred and you've got Gordon and that are uh, different in this one. But there's still a few things that are pretty similar. And, yeah, it's a different movie. It's three hours long, by the way. It's the longest Batman movie of all time. Uh, you know, it's already already the second highest grossing film of this year. It's received praise for the performances, the cinematography, uh, Matt Reeves' direction and the action sequences and also the story. Uh, which I didn't think was all that great, to be honest. And the runtime has also been criticised. Uh, that's the main criticism. Which, you know, it's a three-hour movie. A lot of three-hour movies come out, like The Wolf of Wall Street, for example. Three-hour movie, you watch it, you know, you can watch it all the time and you barely notice that it's three hours. The Batman, I noticed it was three hours because there are certain pacing issues with this movie and you're kind of looking at your watch a few times, you're like, oh, is this still going? Like, they kind of, you know. And then Christopher Nolan films, which were also not quite three hours, but most of them were like two and a half. There is no room in that movie where you're bored. Like, it's just it's just fast-paced. Everything's happening. There's so much going on. In the Batman, there are a few things, moments, where I was like, come on, let's get it going. You know, this is a bit boring here. And I think if you've seen the film, you know what I'm talking about. The Batman is is a solid, it's a solid film. It's very, very entertaining. And there's, there are a lot of things to love. So we'll talk about some of the positives. Firstly, like I said before, Robert Pattinson is excellent as Batman. He really, really is. He, uh, honestly, I, I would, I'm not sure yet whether I need to see this film again to determine. But Christian Bale is my favorite Batman. I think Robert Pattinson is the second best, but he may be just like tied with Christian Bale because he was a very, very, very good Batman. And his suit, the Batman suit, is one of the best, if not the best, we've seen on screen. I just love the way it looked, the way it flowed, and the how his mask was like stitched together. You could see the seams, you know, like it looked like he'd made it himself. Um, the Bat emblem was cool. It was more in line with like kind of the um, the comic books and like uh, took some inspiration from the um, the, the Batman Arkham video games as well. And I like the look and the feel of it and how the the mask was a bit, you know, his chin was a bit more exposed for uh, Pattinson's uh, defining jawline to uh, show off, uh, and also just the the look of it. It looked like a like a cool sort of the way it looked in all the action scenes and in the light and all that sort of stuff. It looked cool, and I did like that they finally showed the, the black eye makeup that every Batman wears 
they finally showed, you know, a scene with Robert Pattinson with the Batman mask off, the cat, the Batman cowl is off, and his eyes, you know, looks like a raccoon. He's got the makeup on because, you know, all the other films, there are scenes in those movies where he takes his mask off. That he's he's got the, the the eyes are black. He takes the mask off, and then straight away it's gone. It's like, come on, man. So I did enjoy that, and um, it's definitely better than anything Ben Affleck has appeared in, including the uh, the Snyder cut from last year. I did really enjoy uh, the suit and his performance as Batman. And the characters, like the villains and stuff, you know, were, Zoe Kravitz was very impressive as Catwoman. I really did enjoy her. She's a very good actress and she was very good as Catwoman. Colin Farrell was great as Penguin. Uh, Paul Dano was pretty good as the Riddler. I, I was expecting more from his character, uh, but that's down to the script. Nothing to do with him. He is a phenomenal actor. He always has been. So it was awesome to see him as the Riddler. And the film looked like incredibly stunning. And... um yeah, I really like the Batmobile. It's like a modified Mustang. It looks really cool, and there are a lot of good scenes with that. And the um, the score, as I said earlier, you know, those are the main highlights for me. And um, I just think the the story, like the my biggest problem with this movie was the story of this film is like not original or whatsoever. It kind of felt like to me that they just made a Batman movie so that they didn't lose the rights to the character so that Warner Brothers could keep continuing to make Batman movies. That's kind of what it felt like because the story was like, it was very over-convoluted. The, uh, the whole, the, the cops, you know, the, of being crooked cops and all that, that was done better in Batman Begins in one movie. Like it didn't need to be done again. And it was very similar to Batman Begins in that way where it was like the Falcones and, the, you know, the corruption and the cops and all that. It's like it's been done already. We don't need to see that and another positive that we did for this movie was we didn't have to see the origin story again of bruce went's parents getting killed in the alley blah 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 that was good but like i said the story wasn't very original it felt like it borrowed a lot from other movies most notably the david fincher films seven and zodiac now in seven there are like certain scenes in that movie that are like pretty much replicated in this one even to the point where uh, Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman, you know, they're, it's a white guy and a black guy. And this is Batman and Gordon, white guy, black guy. But also they go to like, we're going to get into a little bit of spoiler territory now. So if you haven't seen the film, now it's time to tune off uh, or mute this or come back later. But um, there are a couple scenes in the film that kind of just mirror seven almost too much, like too identical. Like they go to the house and they find the riddles and there's like a piece of paper and all these clues and it's kind of just like... Yeah, I've seen this in seven. Also, Zodiac with him, you know, talking, sending messages to the cops and stuff like that. I just feel like, as a huge Batman fan, they did have the opportunity to tell a like a story that hasn't been done because they did tease that this was a Batman we've never seen before, which is true. And the detective element where he is solving all the riddles and that is cool, but they just abandon it completely, and they it just goes from being an original complex movie in the first 10 15 minutes to oh i've seen this in seven i've seen this in zodiac even the plot of the riddler the riddler's plot like sorry his like plan in like what he does in the film towards the end when he gets caught it's like it's just joker from dark knight that's what he did and then he has a plan to blow up the city to blow up gotham that's bane from dark knight rises it's just things like that i feel like the movie didn't live up to the expectation that it's set up in the first half of the movie. They just they just completely forgot what they were doing. And then the end, the finale of the movie, I thought it was very weak. 
um, Batman is just fighting faceless goons, similar to the Marvel films, the Avengers movie, stuff like that. Um, you know, it could have been done a lot better and it wasn't, not much really happened and it didn't have a memorable ending. The best thing about all the Nolan films, they all have an incredible ending. And I know all I do is talk about the Christopher Nolan films and a lot of people have said to me that I just love those movies too much and I have an infinity for them, so I'm never going to be able to enjoy this movie. But the fact is, I really enjoyed The Batman. It's a very good movie, but it just is not on the same level as the Nolan films. The Nolan films are just better in every way. They're clever. They're more clever. They're more well thought out. It was a trilogy told across three stories. This will obviously be a trilogy as well. But what I'm saying is the Nolan films, they had a story set out and it was kind, It was original. It took elements from other films. Most notably, The Dark Knight took elements from Heat, the Michael Mann film. But it told its own story and it was completely original and you, you were completely like surprised by everything that happened in the movie. Everything, it was just so tense and you couldn't believe what was happening. And then one, it just felt so fast-paced and kinetic. With the Batman, nothing in this movie surprised me at all. Even the riddles, they weren't very complex. You know, They didn't give the audience enough time to solve the riddles. They set up a riddle and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, it's not that hard. And then two seconds later, Batman's figured it out. He's told us. He could have you know, given us a bit more opportunity. And there are a couple of scenes where just you just have to turn your brain off to comprehend what's going on in the film. Um, yeah, and he gets, like, help from Catwoman, like, at the last second when he's fighting all these bad guys. And it's like, well, the, yeah, the ending for me wasn't very memorable at all. And it kind of took me out of the movie, to be honest. Like, the ending was – and to, like, to have people saying that this is the best superhero movie of all time or the greatest – some people are saying this is the greatest movie ever. First of all, you need to see more movies, I'll tell you that much. And this isn't the greatest comic book film of all time. It's a very, very good Batman film, and it's a very good movie – but it's not anything like it's not a ten out of ten. It's not. I'd probably give this an eight out of ten if we're doing out of tens. There's just there are a lot of positives. Like I said, Robert's great. The bat suit's great. The Batmobile's great. The action scenes are all good. Everything looks cool. It's good cast. All that sort of stuff. It's very entertaining. But it's just I know it's you shouldn't be comparing this to other films, but. Christopher Nolan set a level that no one's been able to match yet. Even Marvel haven't been able to match. Nothing, no movie they've done has matched anything he's done. Those three Batman films that Christopher Nolan did are just like watching the Batman just made me want to rewatch them. They're that good. And I know people, you know, say they're overrated. They're not. They're not. They're not overrated at all. They're just fucking phenomenal. That's the problem. Um, yeah. And obviously, you know, Heath Ledger is the Joker. It's going to be hard to live up to that in a new franchise. So with. My probably my biggest issue with this film, aside from the story and everything I've just said, this is a huge spoiler. So if you don't want to know this, see you later. I'll give you a few seconds. Ten, nine, eight. You get the gist. Okay, we'll get into the spoiler. Okay, they introduce the Joker in this film, and the way they do it, I fucking hated it so much. It literally takes you out of the movie and it makes you remember that you're watching a movie, which is a terrible thing for a movie to do. You're sitting there, you're enjoying the film, you know, everything that I've just said you might have a few issues with, but you, it's a pretty good movie. And then they introduce the Joker and it's like, oh, man, another one. We just had Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker two, three years ago. Batman has a plethora of incredible villains that have yet to be seen in a movie. And here we are doing the Joker again. I wouldn't have had a problem if they did this in the second one. Okay, or the three planned TV spin-offs they're doing from this movie. But to introduce the Joker in a film that already has two, maybe three villains 
and all these other characters. It's just ridiculous to me, let alone the way they did it was just so cringy. He's talking and he's like, you don't really see his face. And then he's laughing and he just laughs for a while. And it's like, come on, man, we don't need to see another Joker. We don't. And I've spoken to people who go, oh, you can't have Batman without the Joker. Yes, you can. You can. And we have. We've had so many Batman movies. There are so many Batman comics that don't have the Joker in it. Yes, the Joker is Batman's most iconic villain. We do not need to see him in every fucking version of the character. Give it a break. Jesus Christ. He fledged Jared Leto, Joaquin Phoenix in the last 14 years. Give it a break. Come on. We didn't need another Joker, let alone in the first movie right off the bat, pun intended. But it's just for me, it took me out of the movie and I just couldn't believe that we were getting another Joker. And it just felt so tacked on and so unnecessary to the movie. I was like, come on, we didn't need that. It's a good thing Robert Pattinson was a great Batman and there was a lot of things to love in this movie because otherwise I probably would have left and thinking that this was shit, which I don't. I do like, this is a good movie. I recommend seeing this movie. It is a very good movie. It's just nowhere near as good as people are claiming claiming it to be. I think it's a it's a very solid film and it's definitely entertaining and there are heaps of things to love and there, there really are. Um, it's just it just fails in comparison to the this you know the high level the gold standard that Nolan set with his films and you're never going to be able to live up to that. I do think Matt Reeves did a fantastic job in this movie and like reflecting on it, it still is a very I, w- I would say it's a great movie and really beautiful. But I am disappointed that it went from you know Batman investigating the murders and doing some cool detective work to then just yet another superhero fights the bad guys, tries to save the cities from the villains terrorists. It's like, it's been done before. Come on. Like if you're doing a new Batman movie and you're promising that it's going to be amazing and this huge marketing campaign, I just expected more from this movie. I like, it's great. It is great, but it's not phenomenal. You know what I mean? Like you go watch this, you'll enjoy it. It's a, it's a good, it's a very entertaining movie. You will enjoy it, but it's just, People that are saying it's the greatest movie of all time or it's better than the Nolan films, you're fucking on drugs, mate. Sorry, but come on. Like, There are other movies out there, but I am excited to see what happens with Robert Pattinson and I'm keen to see him you know, come back and do more and do a couple more movies as Batman because he was really good and I just, I agree, you know, he was a great choice for this role. I just feel like they just didn't do what they should have done with the story. It was too much Seven, too much Zodiac. The Riddler wasn't anywhere near as exciting as he could have been. He was very different to the Jim Carrey Riddler, but, I mean, obviously, you know, it's more realistic, which which was good. I do need to see this movie again, and I will see it again. I'm definitely, you know, I'm going to buy it, of course, on Blu-ray eventually when it comes out. And, I, you know, I love Batman, so I have to do that. But I just can't wrap my head around how this movie is getting perfect marks the way it is from around the world. People are saying it's the, the best film ever. And another thing I didn't really um, enjoy Robert Pattinson's Bruce Wayne. I loved him as Batman. I'll be clear on that. He was a fantastic Batman, but his Bruce Wayne didn't feel like Bruce Wayne to me. Like, do you know what I mean? Like Bruce Wayne is supposed to be a um, eccentric billionaire Um all this sort of shit and he, women all over him and he's just spending his money everywhere he can because the whole point of that is for his public persona to be this narcissistic dickhead that's a billionaire that doesn't give a shit about the city when really he's Batman. He doesn't, you know, like that's a, they do a good job and all the other interpretations of 
making sure no one will ever suspect that Bruce Wayne is Batman. And in this, he's kind of just the same guy. Although, on the same side of that, there's a catch-22 to that, I did like how he was kind of, there was a gray area where you could tell his version of Bruce Wayne and Batman, they couldn't, they didn't feel like they were very separated. It almost felt like uh, Bruce Wayne in this movie like was addicted to being Batman, like that was his drugs. And when he wasn't Batman, he was like just depressed and he didn't know what to do with his life. But I, and that could also be the fact that it's two years into him being Batman. But I just thought it was strange that, like, if you've seen Tenet, the film Tenet with Robert Pattinson, when he's walking around the art gallery in that film dressed to the nines, wearing a beautiful suit, looking so handsome, I'm like, that's Bruce Wayne. That's Bruce Wayne. That's what sold me on him as Bruce Wayne. And then in this film, he's kind of just like a an emo sort of um, drifter, and it's kind of strange. Like, he's not the Bruce Wayne we're used to, and it's a very, very dark dark universe which is ironic considering when batman returns came out in the 90s the michael keaton one everyone's like oh it's too dark can't have can't watch that then it's like well this is even darker and another criticism was there's a lot of deaths you know a lot of violence there's no blood now if you're making a film where people are getting their heads smashed in with hammers and people are getting their heads blown off and there's not one drop of blood that's ridiculous and i had this criticism with the nolan films as well I just don't understand why we're still making these films for children, you know? Slap an MA rating on it, R18, whatever. Make a Batman film for adults, you know, that have grown up with this character. Yeah, and another thing, if you've seen the trailer, you've seen all the action sequences. Literally, I cannot think of one scene that, like, one action sequence in this movie that wasn't in the trailer. Like, they don't show it all, but every scene's in the trailer, and that's just... I don't know why they did that. So nothing surprised me in this movie. You know, it wasn't very original. And aside from Robert Pattinson leading the film exceptionally well and the other cast of characters who were also very good, it was like a cliche towards the end and the ending was unmemorable. But it's still a very good movie. So... It's confusing for me to say that I didn't like this much about a movie. I didn't like this, didn't like this, didn't like that, and then tell you that it's still a great movie and you should see it because you should, and it is great. And it has a score that's great, although they do play the same fucking song like 18 times throughout the movie. It's like, you know, you know the one. But, um, yeah, Batman's back, guys. Robert Pattinson's Batman. He was very good. I enjoyed him. I seriously think that his version of Batman, when he's in this bat suit, when he is Batman, is like tied for Christian Bale at the moment for me. He was great. Not as Bruce Wayne. Christian Bale is the best Bruce Wayne. Christian Bale is the better actor as well. Rob Pattinson's a great actor. He's still got a long way to go. But yeah, I did leave the cinema. I was disappointed. I was like, oh. Because, you know, before I saw it, I heard that it was amazing, the best film ever. It's so good. It's just incredible. And I watched it and it's good, but it's not phenomenal. So. I don't know. I'll leave it up to you guys. Check out The Batman. The Batman. Uh, as um, Arnold Schwarzenegger says in Batman and Robin. What does he say? Batman. Or, or ba- I'm Batman. Remember that movie when George Clooney shows up? And he's like, hi, Freeze. I'm Batman. That's fucking ridiculous. I rewatched it a few nights ago. Oh, my God. That's We can all agree. At least we can all agree that that is the worst fucking Batman movie of all time. Um, yeah. <laughs> but how good. Anyway, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Really appreciate you the uh, the support and all that. And um, 
I'll leave you on this one. So I'll catch you on the next one. Make sure you see the Batman and yeah, have a good week. See you guys.